The Other Side of the News is a current and dynamic companion to augment the discussions from the other side of midnight. We investigate, explore, and extrapolate facts to gain better understanding of current affairs and events, and thus... To bring comfort and calm to our wide international audience. It's a spontaneous commentary. Based on well-verified references vetted through vigilance and discernment. Our desire, desire is to awaken your imagination with questions. Questions that have not been asked, yet need answering. The other side of the news is a place where you can come and be with us in community. Learning new things, asking questions, getting compelling answers, and interesting viewpoints. It's about curiosity. We present thought-provoking questions to incite your mind, propelling you to see the world in another way. Propelling you to see the world in another way. With clear insights and fresh perspectives on global events. Tune in for a balanced view of the other side of the news. Welcome. Welcome to the other side of the news. So good to have you with us this evening. Our show tonight is called Georgia Died Stones. And our guest, our returning guest, is Christopher Key. Co-hosting tonight are Annette Driscoll and Timothy Saunders and myself, Kinthea. Uh, Timothy is in the middle of traveling and hopes to be joining us soon where he can get to where there's some internet. And we thought we'd start off the show first in memory of a couple of individuals. One is a, it was a year ago today that Annetta's father was ill. Was that, That's Annetta. <laughs> Annetta's father was uh, killed by the jab. And uh, we uh, we really appreciate the love that he brought into her life and who he helped her to be. I, I will say that Annetta has um, been on the Truth Tour and she came down with a little cold. So occasionally you might hear a sneeze there. And I want to bring on our sound engineer, Keith Morgan, because his mother just passed away on July 4th, which is also the same day that my father passed away long ago. So uh, in memory of his mother, Keith, you'd like to say a few words about what an amazing individual she was? Yes, thank you, Kinthea. Um, My mother was, uh, what can I say? She was great. She worked for Central Intelligence for 38 years. Uh, She could type like the wind. Um, she played piano for a church, uh, organ as well, and she was great at doing that. Um, my mom taught me some stuff. I don't know if she did it intentionally or not, but when I was younger, we were sitting in the car at night, and I was in the passenger seat, and we're on the bench seat in the front of the car, and she tells me to move with her to view of people looking in from that side, my side of the car to see what she's doing in the middle of her purse. So I'm leaning forward and I'm sitting up and I'm leaning forward and I'm doing this in unison with her as she's moving from the front 
back of the seat. And I felt like an idiot. Stupid. Until I saw the Sabruder film. Then when I saw the Sabruder film, if you notice the driver and the passenger when the first shot rings out, both of them turn over their shoulder to the center of the car looking over the seat. They then turn back around. The passenger leans forward. The driver then turns back around over his right shoulder. The passenger sits up in perfect unison with him. It looks like there's a reflection off the top of the passenger's head, but that's, I think that's a gun in the hand of the driver. But the driver can't get the shot off because Connolly is between him and Kennedy. Then the driver turns back around, and the passenger leans forward in perfect unison with him again. And now Connolly is laying down in his wife's lap. The driver turns around for a third time, and the passenger, still looking forward, sits up in perfect unison as shiny object comes up again. And as soon as it points towards Kennedy, Kennedy goes back down and around. The driver took the fatal shot. The shot went through the top of Kennedy's head and came out over the and his back of his head over his ear, his right ear, was the maneuver my mother showed me or was showing me when we were in the car and she was telling me to block the view of people's view looking in from that side of the car. Of course, when the driver turned his back to the people on his side of the car, they couldn't see he had something in his hand because he's blocking the view with his back and the passenger is blocking the view of anybody on the other side, except they didn't expect to have somebody standing up as high as the brooder was looking down into the car. So that's something my mother taught me. I actually got to meet her old boss and when I worked at ABC. And I said to him, I said, yeah, my mom worked at you when you were director of Central Intelligence. And he said, oh, yeah, what's your name? Gene Morgan. Oh, yeah, okay. And he takes out a vice president of the United States card, and he autographs it. He gave it to me. I gave it to my mother. And some years ago, I said, Mom, where's that card I gave you from George Bush? Oh, I put it with the picture. What picture? And she pulls out this picture, and here he is given an award at Central Intelligence. Thing is, she pulled out a bunch of other pictures, and here are other directors giving her awards at Central Intelligence. Mm. My mom did stuff like convert Russian into English characters. And... And because the characters are pretty much the same except, you know, the way they look. And they translate virtually into English characters and make the word more English and you can read it. And that's what she pretty much did. But she was a secretary for in Central Intelligence, but I think she had some other stuff going on, but I can't prove it. Anyway, my mom was – she was a, a, one of those behind-the-scenes – unheard, unsung persons who probably did more good for this country than probably can shake a stick at. But her old boss did say something weird to me when I told him about uh, my mom working for him. He made some statement about, you know, if the American people knew what we had done, they would run us out of town on a rail, tarred and feathered. I have no idea what he meant by that. And I was not going to jeopardize my White House clearance my Capitol Gallery Pass clearance, or my D.C. Police Pass clearance to say, what the hell are you talking about? But then uh, but then uh, Barbara Honig said 
she wrote a book called October Surprise because he said the same thing to her, but she knew what he was talking about. When it came down to the hostage situation with Jimmy Carter and the Iran-Contra stuff, that's when uh, Reagan was coming in. The Bush did a conference or talked to people in Iran, and they set up a thing where they would not release the hostages until Reagan was in place, and that was the October surprise. And from there, the Iran-Contra, all of that stuff, because they promised to give um, weapons to the um, to to Iraq for um, holding those hostages. So she can explain it better than I do. But I want to thank Kinthea for giving me the opportunity to to reminisce about my mom. And I'm passing it back to you now, ma'am. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's always uh, heartwarming to hear the impact that our parents have on us. Sometimes they're wonderful and sometimes it seems really hard, but we learn from all of it and we grow from all of it and we are who we are because of the parents we've had. So I appreciate who you are, Keith, because you've helped keep this show going and you're an important force in this show. And so it seemed only right to honor the mother who brought you forth. <laughs> so with that, I, I want to say that, uh, well, before I pass the stick, Annette, did you want to say a couple of words about your dad? Sure, I do. Um, well, if, if you weren't a listener a year ago and you heard um, that my father, if you just now heard that my father died one year ago today because of the jab, <clears throat> excuse me about the roughness in my voice. Um, anyway, uh, and you'd think he just voluntarily took the jab, but he did not. And um, he, he did have dementia and it was given to him and he would have never agreed. He was a biomedical scientist. He was quite aware of things going on, and I believe he has a lot to do with why I was awake earlier than a lot of people, just because he fought the FDA and many of the um, the CDC and the, many of the organizations that we're dealing with today. And I had a firsthand view of the corruption of what happens um, in those in those organizations and with patents and all kinds of stuff. So. He taught me a lot of stuff. He taught me how to look for the truth. He had me read books. And I mean, I was in late elementary school and I was reading Art of War and How to Lie with Statistics and all kinds of good stuff. He really set me up. So I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to say he just took the jab and, and died because that, that's not actually how it went. But um, yeah, he, he did, he did die from it. And um I won't go into the gory details, but it was a very brutal way to go. And uh, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So anyway, I just want to say that about the jab. Are you there, Cynthia? I Forgive me, I was muted. (laughs) (laughs) Honor to our parents. I'm really appreciating that. So tonight we're going to have a really lively show because Christopher Key, he's a returning guest, but one of the things I really admire about him is he's totally creative. <laughs> His approach is, is really catches your attention. It, you'll see in his links his car the, for the vaccine police. And I first became aware of him 
when I saw him uh, going into a pharmacy and uh, approaching them and taking them down. It was, <laughs> I was like amazed. And, it, you know, it isn't just that he has a flair. He does have an artistic flair, but it's that he backs it up with very solid information. So he's, he's got this charisma, this ability to capture the public's attention. And then once he's got it, he red pills them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Christopher Key is an amazing man. He had several health companies. He's been on the cover of Sports Illustrated for helping professional athletes and, and the public without drugs, chemicals, or surgery to recover from injury and pain until the government came and seized everything he owned and shut him down. He was recently... Um, he lost his job from the going up against the Alabama school board, but he was very successful because he managed to lift the mask mandate that in, and ensure that kids will not have to provide proof of vaccination in the future. He's a tireless warrior in his campaign to stop the unconstitutional illegal mandates to protect our children. You can find him at www.keys2life.info. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.info, keys2life.info. And with that, I want to welcome you, Christopher, to the other side of the news. How are you guys tonight? I I normally am always fabulous, um, but I'm a little... Not as fabulous as normal since I, I got hit in the head and got a concussion um, a week ago Monday and got a, a torn rotator cuff and a hernia. But other than that, I am I am fabulous. And and what I wanted to start with before we get into everything is Keith. Um, I heard that story um, many years ago about JFK um, and the assassination, and it made such logical sense to me because I always wondered why Kennedy was trying to get out of the Cadillac. And that, that makes perfect sense. Um, if the guy in front of her just shot her husband why she was crawling at the back, does it not? Absolutely. Yes. That's why he went back away from the driver. He went back and down and around because it hit him in the top of his head, knocking him away from the driver. And they said, oh, no, this was his, his arms went up to his throat when he got shot from the grassy knoll. They said, oh, that was because it passed so close to his spinal cord that it caused his arms to flail up no pain travels at the speed of a bullet to the brain and the brain cuts off all of the sensory sensory input coming in to keep the brain from going into shock from something like that and he reached for where he felt the pain if he got hit in the back he would have put his hands to the back of his neck he didn't do that but this is the story they've been singing for the longest time and i know it's a lie Again, everything they tell you is a lie, and and that's what the people need to understand that are listening is anything they say on the television, you know, they call it the television because it lies, lies, and it tells twice lies on Sundays because of the 501c3 corporations that call themselves churches, Um, and they call it TV programming because they're programming you to their narrative, And, and that's why the best thing your listeners can do is to turn in or tune in to a, a show like this to make you critically think. And, and what I tell everybody when you listen to the show is don't believe anything I say at all. 
you know, question any and all things, but do what the Lord commands you to do, and that is test and prove all things. Test and prove all things. And, and we as society have been so brainwashed and so programmed to believe anything that we see on the television, or if they have a white coat with a thesoscope, then it's got to be the gospel truth. You have to understand, as my father taught me many years ago as a child, um, always follow the money. If you follow the money, you will see what is really going on. And, and if you follow this pandemic, because it's not a pandemic, this is a pandemic. We got all the documents that proves this from the dossier from Dr. David Barn, from the um, the affidavit from Karen Kingston, the whistleblower from Pfizer, and many others, that it is there, black and white, and everybody calls me a crazy nut because uh, I can barely read. But again, I can read enough to realize that this is all about money. This is all about power. This is about eugenics. They look at us as being their useless feeders, and, and that's why we the people, you know, we are the government. We have to stand up. We have to speak up, and we have to do it out of love, okay? I'm never about violence in any form of the fashion. Everything I do is about love. And we have to do it uh, with the powerful First Amendment right of uh, free speech and the power of the pen because they want martial law. You know, they want us fighting in the street. That's why they continue to divide us, whether you be you be black, I be white, you know, you be a for abortion, I be against abortion, you know, you, you be Baptist, I be Muslim, you know, and all the while we're fighting amongst ourselves and we can't see what is really being um, uh, the strings that are being pulled right in front of us from the satanic Luciferian uh, puppet masters who are the big banks, who are big oil, who are big pharma, and, and goes back to some very evil people like the Rothschilds, like the Rockefellers, and it goes way beyond them. You know, everybody thinks it's these seven families, and we don't have enough time to talk about who it really is. Um, but this is all about them reducing the population to less than 500 million. And we'll talk about that later, but that's exactly what it says on the Georgia Guidestones right there. It was there in front of God and country, but through the grace of God, it actually fell um, a week ago uh, Monday. So good things are happening, guys, and we at the Vaccine Police have, have been so blessed to be able to be in front of all these, and we take action. And that's why the people um, in control can't stand me. That's why they've done everything they can for 23 years to shut me up and shut me down. Uh, but I fear no man. I fear not Satan. Um, to kind of bring you guys up to date on, on what's going on, um, you know, like you were talking about, it was a year ago, um, a year and two months ago when I was able to go in front of the Jefferson County Board of Education, and everybody laughed at me, made fun of me as I served them. They, they, they called the sheriff. They called the police. They walked me out like I was a dog, and then after they looked over my paperwork, um, 10 days later, they called a press conference, and they announced that the children of Jefferson County um, would not have to wear masks. Uh, they strongly encouraged it, but they did not have to wear masks. Uh, they would not have to be uh, vaccinated uh, when vaccines were developed, but they would strongly encourage that. And, and that was the right decision because what we did was we used fear and intimidation to motivate them. You have to understand, guys, they have used fear and intimidation to motivate we the people, but if you understand science, for every action, there has to be an equal and opposite reaction. And that's why I try to show people how to take, you know, what they're doing to you and use it against them. And that's why we've been so successful is because we went to them individually. We pierced the corporate veil and we said, look, if you do not stand down, if you continue to try to harm God's people and God's children, most importantly, we're going to come for your home. We're going to come for your pension, your retirement, you know, anything you hold dearly, we're coming for it. 
because this is wrong, this is illegal, this is unlawful, and we won. And it, it, it takes people like myself and like you guys to take action because our government, sadly, is not there to protect us. They are there for one reason and one reason only, and they're there to protect the corporations. The corporation is, is, is their sole concern, and that's why I tell people try not to ever buy anything from a publicly traded corporation if you can help it because the corporation has one thing to do, and that is make money for their stockholders. And in order to do that, they Oh, you dropped. Is that me? I'm not sure. He's still connected yeah. to us. Right. He just dropped. Okay, let me well, see. Well, while he's coming back, I just want to underline what he's been saying about how they are, you know, manipulating all the circumstances to pit us against each other, to fight their battles for them. And it's uh, it's really sad that so many people fall into that trap and find themselves, you know, arguing with 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 someone who can do nothing about it and taking each other out. Um, I want to mention also that uh, both Christopher and. Uh, Ann and Netta were on the truthtour.net, and Christopher did, uh, I think it was, three talks. Annetta, while we're waiting for Christopher to come back on, you want to tell us a little bit about the truth tour? Sure. So I've been on the truth tour, and I was to go to all 22 stops, but uh, I had a little mishap of getting sick. Um, three of us did, and we got very ill, actually. Uh, and so, oh, is Christopher back? I think he's back. Yes, yes, we did. Yes. Did did, did y'all not hear anything I said, or how long was I off? Quite a while. About (laughs) at least 40 40 some seconds. Okay, well, just 40 seconds. Keep talking. I'm listening. You were talking, Christopher. Okay, let me. Okay, yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, So, anyway, yes, so Christopher joined us in the um, Baton Rouge, at Baton Rouge, and we had a, a wonderful time. He was. He and he'll tell you about it. What happened to him on the way there? I'm sure he will tell you because that's how he got his head whacked. And then, uh, then we went on to Florida, and then he rejoined us in Augusta, in Augusta, Georgia, and then um, Nashville. And then, uh, then he went on his merry little way back home, I think. But uh, the thing is, is that what we're supposed to do, we're going to talk about this, what we were supposed to do on Monday morning was to go do a Jericho walk around the Georgia Guidestones, but they blew them up on Friday. So we had no Guidestones to go to. So (laughs) our whole thing changed, which is the whole, uh, I guess, the theme of the truth tour. But anyway, it's still going and um, it's it's still it's still active and it's going to be in Columbus tomorrow and I am hoping to catch up in Columbus tomorrow and I'm also hoping to be at the um, Fort Wayne one on Sunday so you can look at truthtour.net but anyway Christopher was a fabulous energetic speaker with a different talk every time and I want to say one other thing for for all of you that have been um, interested in this and following along there is an online version of it that you can get all um, 22 cities, uh, which is actually well over 100 hours of 
well, since we've never ended on time, it's, it's well over <laughs> 100 mm-hmm. hours worth of speakers, and they're all different in each location. And so we might have a repeat of the speaker, but not the same topic. So there you go. Great. And you can get that at truthtour.net. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, Christopher, where, where we lost you was you were talking about not buying anything from a corporation because their only agenda was to serve their stockholders. Correct. I mean, they have one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to make money for the corporation. And they will cut every single cost they can, and we the people suffer for that. And that's why I always try to teach people not, if you can help it, buy anything from a publicly traded corporation. Um, I, the True Tour guys, if y'all haven't seen it or got to listening to the speakers, please, you know, we'll, we'll put that link out there. Um, great speakers. If you didn't hear Kathy O'Brien, um, if you don't know who Kathy O'Brien is, I strongly encourage you to take time and look her up. Um, I read her book, uh, Transforming America, um, almost 20 years ago, and, and that woke me up as far as MK Ultra and, and, and what they do with child trafficking and, you know, the experiences she had with, with um, President Bush, President Clinton, Hillary Clinton, you name it. Um, they used her up and she has used that to, to, to turn her life around and, and, and show people, you know, how satanic and how Luciferian um, these people are that are in control of our government. And, and, and it's all about the children. And they are trying to traumatize our children, you know, from the day that they're born. Do you guys understand that within our, our children being born within 24 hours, the first thing they want to do to this precious, precious child is they want to vaccinate them with the hepatitis B vaccine. And I've got to talk about this real quick because do you understand that the only way you can get hepatitis B is to share needles or to have sex? And I always say, what do you think is happening back in the neonatal that we have to vaccinate them within 24 hours? Do you think they're having a freaking orgy back there? Do you think they're back there shooting up back there within 24 hours? No. So why would we do this? You know, we do this because they know instantaneously it is toxic to the body. It makes the brain begin to bleed instantaneously. That's why they have to then give them the vitamin K shot to stop the bleeding of the brain. You know, don't believe me. Go do the research. Why would you do that to a precious, precious child? And now we have them wanting to vaccinate our children within six months of age, when the chances of a six-month-old getting COVID and dying from COVID is like winning the lottery a million times over. I mean, this this just shows you their hand. It shows you how satanic and luciferian they are. Uh, My big thing always is to build your immune system. God gave you immune system. God didn't screw up and say, hey, gosh, we got we to gotta give them a vaccine because I didn't do that. You know, yes, he did that with the immune system. It goes the same thing with the mask. Do you, why do you think you have to put two masks on like Barrett Fauci does and put pantyhose on, you know, to breathe your own carbon dioxide in? You don't. You know, quit believing what you've been told because, again, they lie, they more lie, and then now they're telling you you've got to take this bioweapon. And not only do you have to take this bioweapon, you've got to take a booster this month, a booster next month. You're going to have to take boosters the rest of your life. I mean, why can't people wake up and see and understand that, again, this is all about money. This is all about control. You know, that's why they want you to have the mask on because they want you to bow down. They want you to to to, to – be quiet, go along to get along, and, 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 and do their bidding. 
And I say no. I say I will not. I say I cannot. And I have not. And I have not put a mask on yet. I never will. You know, I've been arrested at Whole Foods. I've been arrested at a church that I was supposed to speak in. You know, you name it. Because I will never cover my face because I believe, number one, if I cover my face, I can't go speak God's word. And number two, I will not practice a satanic ritual. Do you understand the first thing they do in any satanic ritual, they always cover their face. They always stand six feet on the left, six feet on the right, six feet in front and back. And then again, it goes back to mind control because they're always saying six because then that associates with being six feet under. So it's all about you know, hypnotizing you and, and sublingual messaging to you that you've got to stay six feet apart or you'll be six feet under. And, and we've got to quit buying into this because, guys, I promise you, the mass mandates are on their way. They are coming back. They're going to be here in early October. There's going to be another pandemic. And will we, the people, stand up and speak up and speak out? And, and show them that we are not their slaves. They are not our masters. You know, we do not follow their orders. You know, we do what God tells us to do, and we have to speak up and speak out. Do you have anything to say about that? Well, I'd love to say something about that, but we're at the bottom of the hour. <laughs> so I say always follow your spirit because God is speaks to you that way, that still inner voice or your own consciousness, however you want to phrase it for yourself, there is an inner knowing. So with that, we're going to go to break. You're listening to the other side of the news. Our guest tonight is Christopher Key, and the show is called Georgia Died Stones. This woman named Violet, she's got a 16-year-old son who's autistic. And she kept trying to file for an exemption for the mask. And the teachers were, you know, they refused. And they were really right up in his face trying to keep this mask on him all day because he was clearly uncomfortable and agitated with it. Well, he got to a point where he was doing physical harm to himself. So he had to be placed in a mental institution. So Violet decided to go down and acquire the bond of her superintendent, her, the assistant superintendent, the treasurer, and the assistant treasurer. And this superintendent turned out to be bonded for $4.6 million per claim. So Violet went ahead and uh, served this woman a letter of intent to file a claim against her surety bond. And when you file a letter of intent, you basically have to list their violations. Then in this case, she had concluded that this woman had broken 27 state, federal, and international laws, including color of law. And she served this woman along with 10 other friends per mm -hmm. claim, $4.6 million per claim. Wow. So we're looking at 40 plus million in, in <laughs> potential liability. So needless to say, the superintendent went on the run. This was over the Christmas break. Uh, and she tried to call the police. <laughs> she tried to get the sheriff involved. And she literally went missing for a week. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and uh, when school came back in session, Violet went ahead and served her in person. So six days later, so what you have to do is you have to give them this letter of intent. And in that letter, you have to declare what you want them to do to resolve the problem. 
So she asked this superintendent to one, drop the mask mandates, two, admit that she was wrong when it came to her son, and three, to resign. The woman did nothing. So on day six, Viola went down and filed the claim. And this claims adjuster really had no idea what to do. You know, they're looking around for the forms, like, oh, this has never mm-hmm. happened. You know, oh, right, geez. right. And uh, so Violet went and filed the claim. The very next day, they had a, a private meeting, but it was recorded with their counsel. And we have their counsel uh, on record communicating to the board of directors. They actually used the phrase, we should buy some more beer and heroin because you guys are in deep trouble. We had oh to stop God. all state and federal funding. They had to um, drop all the mask mandates. They had to start calling in parents to assist because they couldn't pay their teachers. And they left the superintendent out to dry with this $4.6 million in liability. So a week later, Violet felt quite guilty and she had gotten what she'd wanted. They had removed the mask mandate. So she went ahead and she retracted her claim out of a, a measure of good faith to let this woman know, hey, I do have this power. I don't intend to overuse it. You need to back down. Well, what did she do? She went right back to her old ways, put the mask mandate right back in place um, uh, and, and acted like nothing had ever happened. So Violet went ahead and filed another claim because she can, and the problem is not resolved. And, uh, and anyone can do this. Anyone can do this. Hi, this is Mickey Klon, and it was such a joy and pleasure to meet with Kinthea, Annetta, and Timothy on the other side of the news. Good evening, and welcome back to the other side of the news. And hello. Uh, <laughs> this evening, the title of our show is The Georgia Died Stones. And um, so I had the pleasure this past week of, of uh, meeting with, with Christopher several times and listening to him speak. So it's really great to meet these people live and in person. Uh, it's great to meet all the patriots that are out there and seeing them come, come together and what happens. But um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this, this whole idea of the mask thing because uh, Christopher touched on it a little bit, and I wanted to go into the deeper stuff around that. Uh, he was referring to Kathy O'Brien and this whole this whole bit about the mask stuff. We did a show on masking. It was one of the earliest shows we ever did. And actually I was the one being interviewed. It was before I was an official, uh, officially, officially a uh, host. So anyway, uh, we talked about all this stuff, but I, you know, I, I kind of breezed past the satanic stuff and the, and the MK ultra. And I got into the more physical, but I'd like him to, to talk a little bit about that whole that whole part with the masking, Christopher. Well, yeah, again, um, I, I love that talk, and I like to go into what she was saying. Uh, but again, um, satanic rituals, it, the first thing they always do is they always cover their face. And and that's what I believe. Anybody out there that is bowing the knee and, and putting a mask on, that you are practicing a satanic ritual, you know, it's all to get you to be their slave. You know, it, it is all to, uh, you know, to, to, to make you stand down. Um, it, it takes away who you are. Um, it, it takes away your voice. 
and, and, and you're no longer a, a, a real, you know, child of God. And, and, and it's very empowering for them, and, and it takes away your power. And then again, like I said earlier, they always want you to stand six feet on the left, six feet on the right, six feet front and back, six, six, six. You know, and again, that goes back sublingually telling you if you don't do this, you're going to be six feet under, okay? And, and going into the, the mask mandates and, and whatnot, um, what they're talking about with your surety bond, um, when I did this first thing nearly over a year ago, you know, I had no clue what I was doing. You know, I, I just put together some paperwork. I went in and I served it to them. I gave them 48 hours. I mean, I'm sorry, I gave them uh, seven days to rebut it. And you know, like I said earlier, they laughed at me. They made fun of me. They called the sheriff. But then when they got that paperwork and they had their attorneys look over it, they're like, holy cow, this stuff is real. And this guy, there's been no precedent set, a precedent set, and he could win. Do you guys want him to come after you personally? And they all stood down, you know, but we've more perfected this now, and, and we have all the documents on my website, vaccine-police.com, where we show everybody that all you have to do is you print out the dossier from David, um, Dr. David Martin, you print out the affidavit from Karen Kingston, the whistleblower from Pfizer, and then we show you how to write your own affidavit, okay? And, and in that affidavit, you basically tell them what has happened, and, and here's the evidence, and they have 48 hours to rebut this evidence. Where, which they cannot because it is fact and law, and it will become fact and law when they don't rebut it in 48 hours. And then you go down because all these officials are licensed and bonded, okay? They're all licensed and bonded. You go down and you file a claim, a claim with the insurance agency and the bonding agency. I also recommend you go down to the sheriff's office, and you file a complaint with the sheriff too. And this is their kryptonite. By using this very same system, we have now released over 2 million children that do not have to wear masks now. And everybody's gotten lax now because the mask mandates have been pulled. And I promise you, they are coming back, and they're going to come back with a vengeance. And that's why I need your listeners to go print these documents out now. Go ahead and put this in motion now so that we can keep them from getting our children to be masked up every day so that they're not breathing their own oxygen, that they can't see each other's beautiful face, and so they, that they're standing six feet away. We are meant to have you know, contact with each other. People don't realize this, and they know this from psychology. That the second law of thermodynamics specifically says, put any object, big or small, in isolation. You greatly increase entropy, um, which is chaos. And that's what they've done. They knew if they could isolate us from one another, it would create chaos because we are human beings. We're meant to touch and be next to each other and have conversation with each other and to interact with each other, not be masked, not to be, you know, um, um, sheltering in place away. We, we have to have contact. We have to have interaction with each other. You know, those frequencies of each other is what resonates and, and, and makes us who we are. And, and they knew this from studying Sigmund Freud. And, and that's why, you know, they did what they did. It's been very methodical. This has been very orchestrated. And this has not been something they just dreamed up in the last year or two. They've been methodically putting this in place for over 100-plus years. And their plan is working perfectly. You know, I've, I've told people many times before, you know, I'm from Alabama. And when they told me, you know, that I, they're going to get people to mask in Alabama, in June and July, when it's 102 degrees with the humidity of 100%, I'm like, there is no way in hell that my brothers and sisters of Alabama, a bunch of rednecks, 
are going to put a damn mask on. It's just not going to happen. But sure enough, every single person I knew besides myself were masked up. Some of them had two masks on. Some of them had two masks on and pantyhose on because Farrah Fauci told them to. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? You know, what is wrong with these people? So again, anybody that's listening to this, please print these documents out. Please go serve these doctors. I'm one man. I can't do all this by myself. I have served over 2,000 medical doctors. I've sued pharmacists. I've served um, all 100 senators, 100 House of Representatives. I've served, um, served the pharmacists. When I go into pharmacies now, when they see me coming, they physically close down their gates because they don't want to be served this paperwork because they know once I serve them these documents, they no longer have plausible deniability, and they will be held accountable. And that's what we have to do. We have to take fear and intimidation and use it to motivate them, motivate them, because they've used it to motivate us. But again, we can take it right back and turn it against them. And that is their kryptonite. You know, once they get anybody that's doing ill will to God's people and God's children, anybody out there that's telling you, you have to take a PCR test, you have to put a mask on, you have to take this bioweapon, you serve them these documents, and you let them know that we will not stand down. And this, they really, some of them enjoy it because now, you know, they've been put on the front where, you know, everybody's telling them that, you know, if you don't put a mask on, you don't take a vaccine, and, and, and somebody dies you know, then you're going to be sued. And my question to them is, no, you know, what if I put a mask on and that mask kills me? Or what if I take that bioweapon and it kills me? So see, now you're going to be responsible for that. So your best stance is to stand in the middle and you say, look, my body, my choice. So if I want to wear two masks and, um, and pantyhose, I can. If I don't, then I don't have to. If I want to take a booster the, um, every day for the rest of my life, so be it. But if I don't want to, I don't have to. And that's what I love about this, how, how ironic it is where it's my body, my choice, you know, uh, when it comes to abortion. But then when it comes to masks, you got to protect grandma. You know, you, you got to take care of grandpa. You know, you got to put a mask on to protect them. But then, you know, if you got a child that's growing in your baby, kill it. Kill it twice on Sunday. Who cares? You know, I can kill anybody I want to. I mean, it just shows you how ridiculous and, and, and how stupid this whole thing is. But most human beings now... They cannot critically think for themselves because they've been brainwashed from the television. They're under mass hypnosis because the, the, the fluoride and the chlorine and all the toxic chemicals from the glyphosate has all poisoned their entire body, and they can't think for themselves any longer. And, and that's why I try to show people how to take care of their temple because once you get these toxins out, once you give the body the nutrients it needs to rebuild, regrow, rejuvenate, you can critically think like I do. You can go out in front of these um, boards of education, the, 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 the CEOs, you know, these police and whatnot, and not be afraid. You know, stand up for your rights. You, you don't know what your rights are. You have no right to stand up for. And you haven't been taught that, sadly, from the, the, the schools because the schools are all controlled. So what are your thoughts, guys? Christopher, I, I have a question. I'm curious, have you used this at all with hospitals or? or... Yes. Yes, I, I got, I can't remember the, um, the CEO's name. Uh, but it was in Missouri. It, it was the second largest hospital in the United States of America. I confronted him in the um, in, in the parking um, deck. Um, I, I presented him these documents, and those those, those nurses, those doctors, um, did not have to wear masks uh, from that day forward. And then he just recently stepped down as CEO of the hospital. So yes, really, it works. It has worked. Um, you can see when I went into Missouri also and I walked into the pharmacist, I shut down six pharmacists that day 
They saw me coming, and they physically closed down their gates while I was walking into them. And, and I went and told them, look, I come out of love because I don't want any of you people to be hung like those in Nazi Germany because that Nuremberg 2.0, it's coming. It's coming. And I don't want them to be hung. And once you give them those documents, they have no more plausible deniability. And if they choose not to read it and, and they choose to continue to, to, to give people those bioweapons, they will be hung because we know for a fact that according to VAERS, nearly 30,000 people have dropped dead within a few days of taking this bioweapon. And we know, and the media will tell you, that VAERS is not accurate, and they are completely 100% correct because we know that VAERS hired HHS under VAERS hired Harvard to do a study to, to show how accurate VAERS was. And when they got that study back, guys, it showed, yes, it was very inaccurate. It only was 1% accurate. And the reason why, because it was so hard for the population to report to it. It is so difficult. And what they don't tell you the next sentence is that if you report inaccurately and if you report falsely, it is a felony. So if you do the math, if it's only 1% of the population actually report um, almost 30,000 are dead reported from the bears, then we're talking about over 3 million people, this bioweapon, and they have dropped dead. We, we know that an affidavit was signed nearly a year ago that within three days of this bioweapon going to market, over 45,000 people dropped dead within three days. There's still an injunction in my great state of Alabama to stop all these um, bioweapons, uh, but, but the, the judges won't touch it. And, and, and we need to go after all them, but I hadn't had time to do that because I'm trying to do all these other things. And, and that's why we all have to come together because they are coming for all of you, but more importantly, they're coming for God's children. Do you guys understand that in America, one in three, one in three of our males are infertile, one in four of our females are infertile. And when in the animal kingdom, when it gets to be one in two, that animal goes extinct. We're right now in the midst of the sixth extinction on this planet, right now. You know, and if we don't do anything, we're gone. But we can change everything tomorrow if we, the people, stand up, speak up, and 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 take care of what needs to be taken care of. And, and right now, everybody's distracted because they got you know they got work, they got school, you know they got all these other things going on, but they don't have time to to do what has to be done. And that's why we have to do it now because they're coming for you. But more importantly, they're coming for God's children. Why would you ever again vaccinate the precious child six months of age? Why would you do that? There is absolutely – the only reason why you would do this, and I asked this question to Dr. David Martin when I interviewed him last week, and I said, why would you do this? He said, plain and simply, the answer is to kill them. Plain and simple. That's why – that's the only reason why you would give this to a child six months of age, if you wanted to kill them. And, and they can't stand children, and 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 and, and they, they 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 can't. And then this goes back to the abortion. I, I I got beat to death the other day, you know, because I was on my way to Baton Rouge, and I had a great conversation with this woman um, a week before, named Jennifer. Um, guys, I don't know anything about abortion. I, I didn't know a clue about it, except for my mom and father told me not to ever do it. That that was you know against our beliefs, and I believed them. Okay. But then I was in Atlanta, Georgia um, for uh, Maria Zach's um, conference, and I met this wonderful woman, Jennifer, and she, I had an interview with her, and she told me, Christopher, you know, at 15 years of age, I was forced to have an abortion. You know, it, it changed my life. You know, I began to be an advocate against it. I, I began to, 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 to be on the sidewalks at these abortion clinics, 
And because of that, the Clintons put me in jail for two years. And while I was in jail for two years, I was on suicide watch. And I saw McDougal, um, uh, um, the Clintons' attorney, um, Susan McDougal, and, 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 and I think it was James McDougal, were both in prison. And I saw Mr. McDougal um, come up um, to the um, to get his meds. Uh, they were trying to give me meds, and he wouldn't take it. She said she watched the goon squad, as she called them, um, six of them, hold him down, give him this medication. Within 30 minutes, he was dead. 30 minutes, he was dead. She went back to her cell, and then Susan McDougal, uh, if you remember the McDougals, those were the, the, the husband-wife um, attorneys that were representing the Clintons. Susan McDougal was in her cell with her, would not speak a word, uh, because basically what I was told and she told me was that um, Mr. McDougal was going to speak out against the Clintons, and then, God forbid, he, took, he was taken care of, just like all those that speak out against the Clintons. Um, Susan kept her mouth quiet, didn't say anything, and then she proceeded to show me all this information about abortions. And guys, it, it is something that the vaccine police did not want to have to do because I'm busy enough policing the FDA, the CDC, the AMA. I'm freaking at the border, policing the borders. I'm at libraries now because there's porn in our libraries. And then now I have to go to abortion clinics and, and, and police them because our government was not doing anything to protect God's people and God's children. And what we have to understand is we, the people, are the government. We, the people, have to stand up because they're coming for all of us. And I was on my way. Um, to Baton Rouge, and, and she called me and says, Christopher, um, you're not going to believe this, but here in, in Baton Rouge, uh, the clinic called the Delta Clinic is performing abortions. And I'm like, you know, what are you talking about? She said, well, uh, once Roe versus Wade was passed um, in Louisiana, uh, well, all states, it went back to the state, okay? But in Louisiana in 2020, they passed a law only to get elected. All of them passed it. They all ran on their campaigns to get elected. Uh, because they never thought Roe versus Wade would ever get overturned. But their whole campaign was that if, if Roe versus Wade ever got overturned, immediately in the state of Louisiana, there would be no more abortions, instantaneously. Okay, So Roe versus Wade was passed. That trigger law is what it was called, went to effect. They were no longer supposed to give any abortions, uh, but the clinics continue to kill God's children because it's all about the money, that they make billions and billions of dollars of harvesting all those organs um, after getting the adrenochrome and everything else from those precious children, and they continue to murder these children. Um, the attorney general had major, major issues with, but for the first time, he actually stood up for God's children, and he wrote them all a letter saying that they did not stand down, that, that they would be prosecuted, and they did stand down um, on that Wednesday. They did no abortions Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday was 4th of July. They were closed. On Tuesday, I get the phone call that they are killing God's children again. And um, I, in my car, I drive there, I pick up the phone, and I call them before I get them, and I ask them, are they performing abortions? And they're like, yes, they are. And I'm like, you know, are you taking appointments? And they're like, no, um, we're not going to take any more appointments after the night because on the night they were having a hearing. Um, the, the satanic judge said that um, he had called an emergency hearing that would happen on that Friday, but these abortion clinics continue to murder God's children. Uh, I, I contacted the attorney general's office. They told me to call the police. They told me to call the sheriff. I did. They said they could not do anything whatsoever. So I drove to the clinic. I, I, I served the letter to the security guard and said, you're not to perform any more of these abortions. What you're doing is illegal. You guys are all going to be prosecuted. Make sure the, 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 the doctor in charge has these. He walked in. He, he, he gave it to the, the doctor in charge. I went around the building, and I filmed all. Uh, the license plates and whatnot. We saw five women 
um, uh, walk in and walk out. Uh, one of the people that was there protesting with me um, said she heard a child scream, and then there was silence. Uh, the Baton Rouge City Council that night, see, people don't know this, and I never knew this, that in all 50 states, you can give an abortion at 40 weeks as long as that child's head does not come out of the vagina. They turn it face down, put that kid in trauma, and then they slice the back of the neck. And they tell me that is a legal abortion. I mean, that this is insanity. That This just shows you how satanic and how evil. And if you watch the video of this woman that calls herself son of Satan, she, the woman that, 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 that assaulted me, they, she calls herself son of Satan. I, I, I come back around. I ask the security guard that he um, serve those documents. He tells me he does not work for me and that somebody would be out shortly. And then all of a sudden there's a woman um, in nurse's scrubs um, with a, a metal apparatus and a billy stick. And she's asking me what hospital I want to go to. And then she proceeds to open the door. She hits me square in the head. And, and, and then when she does, my phone falls off my chest because I'm always recording everything. She picks my phone up, takes it back inside and slams it down and, and shatters it and then comes back at me a second oh, time and hits me in the shoulder. Um, and it just showed I me mean, you could see where she was com- looked possessed to me. I mean, it, I've never I, I thought there's no way in a million years this woman's going to hit me with this billy stick. But sure enough, she freaking cracked me like there was no tomorrow and like it was just another day at the office. And, and come to find out this woman has tried to run over um, many of the people protesting in the streets there at the clinic. And, and, and I call 911. The cops show up. Uh, they proceed to tell me that, that the woman does not work for the clinic, even though we know she does and that she's no longer in the facility. Um, but we were able to get the people uh, to call the local CBS news station, and, and they, did a, they, they did an actual news piece on this. Um, and, and this woman supposedly was arrested, but she was only given a summons. Um, I was told by the attorney general's office um, that, that, that these officers needed to call homicide because I reported five um, murders that day because there were five women that went in that were pregnant. They came out. They were no longer pregnant, and, and, and they need to be prosecuted. The um, officers took um, the phone number, and then they proceeded to drive off. Um, I went to the uh, police station the next morning. I waited over eight hours, and nobody would come down from internal affairs or from homicide. Um, I finally got somebody in the ninth hour to come down from internal affairs. He said, Christopher Key. I said, that is me. He handed me a piece of paper and told me to contact their attorney. So what we're doing right now is I am, I am um, filing charges against everybody involved, including every one of the officers, all the sergeants, and I am filing um, um, four complaints for murder. And they are going to be prosecuted um, to the fullest extent of the law. I will not stand down. And we can't stand down because if they can get away with this, what people don't realize when President Trump said drain the swamp, he was not talking about D.C. He was talking about Louisiana. Louisiana, um, Dumbbell Edwards, the governor of Louisiana, um, wants to vaccinate all of God's children. He, he, he tried to do this before even Chinafornia did. Not even Chinafornia wanted to vaccinate all of God's children. And now they're wanting to continue to murder all of God's children and have them all aborted. And we, the people, have to stop this. But we have to do it out of love. We have to do it with proper paperwork. We have to do it with lawfulness. And the power depends on utilizing our First Amendment right of free speech. You guys have anything to say about that? Oh, wait a minute, I muted myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, keep going, right? I mean, 
we each have to do whatever it is we can. And, you know, one of the things, one of the things I'd like you to talk about, we're almost to the top of the hour, so I'm, I, you don't have a lot of time to answer this one. But uh, how would you suggest when people get started, a lot of times people need support of each other. How would you tell people to group together and find each other if they want to do these kind of things? Because it really helps. I mean, it does. I mean, that, that's where one of the main things I'm trying to do is put together the vaccine police. We need a posse. We need a posse in every freaking state. We need a posse in every single city, every single town. And we're trying to encourage you guys to all come together, you know, situate your own vaccine police posse, you know, take all our documents. We got everything there on the website, vaccine-police.com. You know, and we basically, you know, walk you through this. You know, we have meetings. Um, we have telegram chats and whatnot where you guys can come together, and, and we encourage you guys to put these groups together because we all got to come together and support each other because, again, we the people are the government. You know, we the people have all the control, and, and they don't want you to know the power that each and every one of you individually have where you can take what you've learned here tonight or learned from any of the other shows, and all you have to do is share with one other person. One will turn to two, two will turn to four. Before you know it, seven billion souls will know what's going on. And, and we, all we have to do is come together because Buzz, um, the Buzz thing or whatever, I forget the show, you know, that they, there's only a couple thousand of them. There's a couple billion of us. And, and if we ever realize it's the power that we have and, and we exercise that power, the whole, the whole thing would come tumbling down. You know, but everybody's like, I'm just one old person, Christopher. I can't do nothing. I can't do anything. Yes, you can. You know, you don't have to go out in front uh, of, of the uh, boards of education and go out in front of the CEOs and go out in front of these people. You know, you from your own house and the comfort of your own home can print these documents out and you can serve them registered. You can serve them certified or you can fax them. You, it, it's very simple. And, and these are very simple things that everybody out there can do. And we need people doing these things because I'm one man. I can't keep doing all this by myself. I need your help. I need your people to print these documents out and serve these documents. This is their kryptonite. This is how we put them on notice. This is how we take action. And this is how we get them to stand down, stand down. And it works. We're, we're proof of this. Your, your person in, in, in the um, commercial was telling everybody it works. And we've got evidence of over 2 million um, children now that are not being masked. It works, guys. That is so awesome. That is really so awesome. And I love the idea of a posse. I know that also Mickey Klon has a, a network of people that are around, across the states. I think it would be great to hook the both of you up together to put her networks together with your networks. Guys, I, I'm willing to work with anybody or everybody. I'm willing to go anywhere and everywhere. All I need is two or more gather um, to, to have me go anywhere. You know, I'm all about two or more gathered because all it does is take one other person. And again, one turns to two, two turns to four, and and, and, and this is how we win this. You know, we've got to quit being divided. That This is all about division. You know, right now they're going to have us fussing about Roe versus Way, my body, my choice, and, you know, doing this and doing that. And it's all a distraction. It's all a distraction while the, the, the puppet masters continue to pull the strings and, and continue to usher in their new world order. Because it's coming, and that's for all of that's a great place for us to go to break christopher so you're listening to the other side of the news our show tonight is georgia died stones and our wonderful guest amazing and creative and active and potent guest is christopher key 
never ceases to to amaze me. So we shall return. The site of midnight.com. Talk radio with pictures on demand. Liberate your hyperdimensional time scale and non linearly access over 400 hours of conversation at the cutting edge of science and thought. Join Club 19.5 to get access to exclusive content that fits your interests and time schedule. Filter episodes by guest or subject. Membership costs $9.95 a month, 33 cents a day. Listen while you travel or as an environment for your endeavors. Eight cents an episode, two and a half cents per hour of content. The other side of midnight.com. Mass formation and totalitarianism can emerge typically if people feel lonely already. If people don't feel lonely and disconnected, you cannot provoke or, or a mass formation won't emerge either spontaneously or artificially or intentionally created, doesn't matter. But people need to be disconnected in order to be able to, to be vulnerable for mass formation. So, once a mass formation happened and once a totalitarian state emerged in a society, then the first thing that totalitarian leaders do is typically to isolate the population. That's usually the first thing they do. Sometimes they do this intentionally. Stalin, for instance, in the Soviet Union, intentionally tried to isolate people because he just knew that when people were isolated, they would never be able to organize themselves and protest against a totalitarian state. But in Nazi Germany, Hitler didn't try to isolate people intentionally, but still it happened spontaneously in the totalitarian state. So it can happen, it, the isolation of people can be pursued in an intentional way, but even if it is not, people will start to become more isolated just because of the phenomenon of mass formation. And that's why it is so important to really understand the mechanism of mass formation. Because then you see what actually happens throughout the mass formation and even much more important, what you can do uh, against it. Hello, I'm Matthias Desmets, professor in clinical psychology at the Ghent University. I also got a master's degree in statistics and I am the author of several books 
my latest book is The Psychology of Totalitarianism. I was on the show and I liked it very much. This format in which you have a long time to talk and to speak is, is really great and it's so crucial for the situation we are in now that we take time to speak and to listen to each other. And I think that uh, the other side of the new show uh, gives us a wonderful opportunity to do so and contributes greatly to finding a true solution, a profound solution for the situation we find ourselves in now. And welcome back to the other side of the news. Our show tonight is Georgia Dibestone, and our guest is Christopher Key. Timothy is away. Apparently, he hasn't found internet. He's traveling. And co-hosting with me are Annette Driscoll, and this is Kinsia. So, um, you know, the, t- the topic tonight is the Georgia Guidestones, and we're going to get uh, deep into that with Christopher. But I wanted to just talk a little bit about the battle of good and evil here. And I know that we have an audience that is very divided. Some of them believe there is a God creator and some of them will only go as far as to say, well, there's consciousness or there's, there's a morality or there's what's correct. But what I know true is that each of us knows in our own personal experience, how to love. And each of us has experienced love at some point. So whatever name you give that, we have an awareness of what is the way to to live in the world in peace with each other. And um, so I've been exploring the broad spectrum of human experience in relation to this place where we find us in the I would say it is a battle of good and evil, although I don't necessarily believe in a being, uh, well, I'm, hmm, let's not go there. (laughs) I will say that I do definitely recognize when there is, um, I would call it evil intent. Yes, when there is an intent to harm each other and I see that we are in some kind of struggle. Humanity as a whole is in a kind of struggle in this field of consciousness to wake up. And so currently there are some, uh, you would call them prophets, and they are uh, for many different paths. I recently, just a few days ago, I, you know, it's one of those quinky dinkies, we're thinking about, well, what are we going to do with the Georgia Guidestones? And I happen to be listening to this podcast. It's by, the podcast is called Ark of Grace Ministries. And the uh, prophet that uh, speaks on this podcast, her name is Amanda Grace. So what happens? She starts talking about the Georgia Guidestones. So Keith, would you please play that little tiny clip uh many of us know by now that the georgia guidestones praise the lord was completely demolished after one of the stones was taken out it was the rest of it was demolished very quickly um the next day on may 24th 2021 
in an excerpt from a word from the Lord that was delivered, it says, I, the Lord, am going to take their cornerstone. I am going to knock it out of joint, says the Lord of hosts, for the cornerstone of the plans of the wicked is compromised down to those who constructed such a wicked foundation for a plan that is manipulated, constricted, and implanted that capitalized fear into the nation, says the Lord of hosts. The implant that's capitalized, the molecular code and construct, the molecular chain shall be dissected more and more, and the secrets of not only the wicked and corrupt, but drug companies, health organizations, billionaire backers, and secret scientists that are within labs, within a lab, a heavily guarded area that is removed, separated from the rest of the lab, there shall be more than one exposed, says the Lord of hosts this day. So that was the word given. I will take their cornerstone, meaning the Lord will, and knock it out of joint. And that is what happened. Praise the Lord. The first stone got completely knocked. Got completely knocked out of joint. Got completely knocked over and destroyed. And then the rest of it um, went down the day after. Now, it was a very specific word that the Lord gave. Praise the Lord for accuracy. So that was Amanda Grace, and it's pretty amazing that over a year ago she gave that message. And uh, I'm so curious, Christopher, to if you would come on and, and fill us in the history or what you recognize as the purpose of what the Georgia Guidestones was and your take on this whole uh <laughs> storyline is this uh globalist agenda well um 15 years ago um um, i got divorced and um began to look at different places um in in the united states that had very interesting ties um, to the 33rd parallel and had ties to um what was going on, Luciferian um, and satanic around the United States of America. And I, I, I went to many of those places. And nearly 15 years ago, um, almost to the day, um, I spent the night um, in the middle of the Georgia Guidestones. Um, uh, this was when they were open 24 hours. And um, I went there late one night uh, all by myself and, and stayed the night and, you know, just to experience it. And began to really dive deep into, you know, who resurrected um, these stones, and, and and we're told that a man named R.C. Christian um, put these stones together, and he was the one that was the lawyer, um, hence his name Christian, which was a pseudonym, uh, because I believe there's nothing Christian about him at all. It's just all in your face, and, and, and they're mocking us, and you know they have. Um, in I think it's uh, six languages, um, their new commandments. Uh, the one that everybody knows about, uh, for the most part, is that they want to keep the earth um, with only 500 million people, and that should be very concerning um, to everybody out there because you know now we're above eight, almost almost eight billion, uh, 7.8 so or whatnot, and they only want 500 million of us around. 
and, and Bill Gates and George Soros have said that, you know, as long as we do, you know, very good with, um, with vaccinations and um, abortions and um, uh, population control, that we'll, we'll keep that number there. And I, that, that's very concerning to me. Um, so July 4th, I was in um, um, Atlanta, Georgia, had just spoken at Maria Zach's event. And I got my car and I, and I drove um, to the Georgia Guidestones. And you should have a photo there. Finished raining. I, I pull up to the Georgia Guidestones and this beautiful rainbow, you know, right in front of the one that got taken down. You, you can see it kind of sprouting up. Um, appeared. Uh, I got a beautiful photo of that. Um, I went around and, and got some really good photo, photos and video and, and just explained to everybody, you know, what these stones were all about. And and then, you know, within 24 hours, uh, I get a phone call um, that they have went down. And I was like, wow, um, you know, I, I bet I'm going to get a phone call from the FBI. And I, I want people to understand that Christopher Key is never about violence in any form of the fashion. I'm all about free speech. And, and, and as much as I can't stand um, the, the Georgia Guidestones or, or stand, you know, the symbolism that, that I believe is not of God, you know, I respect them in the fact that they have every right to be up. Because if we force them to take down that and take away their First Amendment right of free speech, then they can do that to us. So I don't have to like them in any form of the fashion, you know, but I would never cause violence or I would never cause construction or, or destruction to those. Uh, because, again, you know, that is what free speech is about, you know, and, and that's why I, I, I so want to be able to have, you know, free conversation, you know, have a dialect and have a debate, you know, about these things. You know, because what they're doing right now is, is they're burning the books and, and they're they're putting all all this in Facebook jail and, and, and saying that they are the police and that they are. And yet we never get to, to give the other side because I always tell people there's two sides to every story and then there's the truth. Let's see both sides. Let's hear both sides. You know, why can't we hear from my doctors that believe these are bioweapons, that, that believe masks are bad? Why is it Fair Fauci and all his minions that are paid billions and billions of dollars are the only ones that get to go on the television? You know, and, and then they let, you know, Peter McCullough and, and Dr. Um, uh, Malone on. And, 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 and I believe that, you know, they have done a lot of good when it comes to COVID-19 by telling everybody that this is a bioweapon. But in the very next sentence, they will tell you that all the other bioweapons are safe. And I'm here to tell you that the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in 2010 that all the vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. Don't believe Christopher Key. Go you look at the U.S. Supreme Court case ruling. Go look at the uh, 2018 when they sued HHS to release the safety studies, and we come to find out they haven't done one single safety study since 1986 when Ronald Reagan passed the Vaccine Injury Act that exempt all the vaccine companies of all liability. You know, so you have to understand that these people. They always have to show their cars. They always put everything right in plain sight, and that's why they put these up. But through the grace of God, they were taken down. And, and, and a friend of mine um, just the other day was on um, Stu Peter's show. I don't know if you guys know Sheila Holm, and, and she gave a very good case um, that this was done with a direct um, energy device from a drone. And it's very possible, very plausible, and, and, and you guys need to look at this. You know, the thing that concerns me with this whole thing is, you know, then they came to say that it was a um, it was a bomb. Um, but don't you think that if somebody bombed or put some kind of um, uh, ammunition there to blow that up, 
they would why, why was ATF not there? If you go back and look at any of the videos, ATF never showed up on the scene. They never showed up on the scene. And, and if there's any kind of bomb, they would have everybody out there. They'd still be searching this. But what they do? They pulled those things down as fast as they possibly could. You know, what about the time capsule? I want to know what was in that time capsule. And if you go and look at it, um, and I show you the video where it shows you when the time capsule was put up, but there is no time to open it up. You know, what is in that time capsule? I, I think those should be very good questions for everybody. And, and, and just like Oklahoma City, just like 9-11, you know, they got rid of that evidence as fast as they possibly could. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why do they disintegrate all of it as fast as they could and take it off and get rid of it? What are your thoughts? Well, I'm just curious, you know, as far as who took it down. I mean, 9-11 in Oklahoma City, definitely that was the, the dark forces. But would you say it's the dark forces that took down these stones, the Georgia Guidestones? It's very curious. It's very curious. You know, um, I have no idea. You know, it's very possible that they could have taken it down themselves, um, you know, just to be another distraction. You know, could the white hats done it? Very possible. But, hell, I don't think there are any white hats. You know, everybody keeps, you know, (laughs) waiting around for the white hats to come riding on and and, and take care of it. And I think that's all a distraction because, you know, they, they want the people, you know, to, to be compliant, to, to think somebody else is going to be their savior. And, guys, we the people have to stand up and speak up, and, and we the people have to take action, but we don't want to do it in violence. So I don't know. Um, I just know I've, I've watched that video now probably 100 times, and it is very strange. It, it, it looks like nothing I've ever seen. I know it's not lightning. I, I, I know it's not um, an earthquake, and I know it was not a, a, a bomb. You know, so, you know, how that went down like it did was very strange. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, Sheila Holmes' um, uh, explanation makes a lot more sense, uh, that it was a direct energy device and, and, and could have been done uh, from a drone. And then she went on to say there were some other monuments um, later on in the week or earlier in that week that, that, that the same thing happened to them. So I don't know. What do y'all think? Well, I actually have an opinion on that. Uh, so I thought from the very beginning, it looked like directed energy weapon as, as far as I know about that. And the reason I say that is it, it literally pulverized it. And uh, we know that bombs don't, don't work like nope. that. They don't, they don't dustification. Okay. That's dustification. Also, I happened to be with Michael Jaco, uh, two days after this thing was blown up and I just, you know, I was walking out to the parking lot and I said, so, cause we, I've had this discussion with him before on other things that he was a Navy SEAL and his, um, his specialty was, uh, you know, blowing things up. That's what he did. <laughs> so I asked him, I said, what was that? And, uh, what do you think? And he said the same thing. It's a directed energy weapon, which totally makes sense. Um, and they, those directed energy weapons, yeah, it could be on a drone or it could be from a satellite, could be a lot of things. But what's interesting is, is if you look at the angle of the camera, it's, uh, there's nothing approaching. There's, you don't see anything. It's just all of a sudden it blows up. Boom. So either they, they were right in line with it or they had, that came from so far off that there was nothing you could see. I so, did see one video that showed one guy kind of slinking towards it and then slinking away. And I, I put the link to that in, in my links. But yeah. I, but right I'm when it, also, Right mm-hmm. when it blew up, there was nothing there. I mean, right, uh-huh. right when it blew I up. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but the point is, is that, yeah, it looked like it came from, if you're looking at the, between the, the camera 
and where the guide stones are, the thing came from what would look like a straight line behind that, or maybe from above, but it's hard to say because directed energy weapons could be used a multitude of ways. But I wanted to comment one other thing. Um, I actually believe there's absolutely believe there's white hats doing a lot of good work, but I have to agree with Christopher in that they're not meant to come save us. They're just doing a lot of stuff to, to keep this all in line. That's, you know, from, from my research and, and what I'm looking at, that's what I see. Uh, that does not get us off the hook at all. In fact, we have to wake up and take charge because even if everything resolves itself tomorrow, which it won't, but unless we learn how to be leaders, unless we learn how to take charge and hold these people responsible and, and do what we need to do, it'll all go right back to where it was. Mm-hmm. unless we learn how to take care of ourselves. So this is a big learning curve. And uh, right, right now people are still trying to wake up, but then, then they have to go the next step, which is, you know, they have to take responsibility for themselves. You know, that's part of being sovereign. You cannot be sovereign and not be responsible. They don't work together like that. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's what I was going to say. I want to come back to how quickly it was uh, taken down the next day. I mean, Usually to take some kind of monument down, you'd have to go through all kinds of paperwork and, you know, votes and, you know, all this kind of red tape stuff. And it was gone the next day so fast. So it makes me makes me think that the ones that took it down the next day were were uh, working together with the first shot. I think that they were working together because I don't know how they could get all that equipment and all that stuff. I mean, it was a big job. <laughs> those, those things are enormous, you know? Right. But yeah. what also makes it strange is I, I heard that the community is, you know, that was a big tourist attraction and it in a certain way feeds the community because of the tourists. So why their own government there in that local area would take down their tourist attraction. It's very strange. And the thing with that is, you know, the other three sides and the top of it uh, were almost perfectly fine. You know, you, you would have thought that they would have brought in, you know, an engineer and, 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 and would have at least debated back and forth about just putting that one piece back up. You know, why tear the whole thing down? I mean, it, it looked like a very simple fix to me that they could have just put that one piece up because the other three legs were perfectly fine. Right. You know, they had no damage whatsoever. Zero. Nada. Mm-hmm. Which is another, which is another uh, sign that that was directed energy yeah. weapon. Because yeah. if it was explosive, it would be throwing debris off. Everywhere. It would damage the other. It would damage the other parts. Cool. Not so, to mention, not to mention the uh, the repercussions. The, the vibration would have disturbed the other columns. Yeah. So I mean, I I I find it interesting. I find it uh, very interesting. Uh, I I read an article the next day. Of course, uh, it was total total misdirection, misinformation, propaganda. It was from Fox News. So for any of you who think that Fox News all puts out good stuff, they don't. They're controlled opposition. They put out some good stuff, like all controlled opposition. I'm going to get on my little soapbox here. But, yeah, you you have to be careful because um, controlled opposition will give you truth 80, 90% of the time. But then when they've got you hooked and they think everything's all good, then they'll throw something out. And they did it with the Georgia Guidestones. If you read that article, it's fabrication but they didn't even get their facts accurate they they said that there were 10 different languages 
in, in no matter how you cut that, that's incorrect. There's eight languages, and then there's four more around the capstone, the ancient languages. But what's interesting about the languages is this thing wasn't, this thing was put up in the 80s, but a, a lot of these were not actually inscribed in the languages until 2008, and then the last one was 2010. And it's very interesting because what they did was they, they have the BRICS nations, and that's five of the, five of the eight uh, languages out there. So when South Africa joined, and, and that's the Swahili language, that was the final language. And it's, it's interesting because BRICS, the BRICS, uh, um, I don't know what you call it, the consortium, I don't know what they exactly call it, but, but the BRICS countries, that's the one that the central bank and the New World Order had intended to use as the new one world currency. And as you know, they want one world religion, one world this, one world that, all that, you know, happy horse shit. Okay, so um, that's really interesting. People don't know that this thing was built or inscribed at least over time and that it has a lot to do with, guess what, the central bank again which if you've ever listened to me before, you know, I'm always banging on about that central bank because it is the foundation. This money is what is how they control everything. And this is about control. COVID, all of that, not about, certainly not about your health, but it is about, you know, stripping you of your freedom, stripping you of your dignity, stripping you of your rights. You can't take a right away. It's, it's like you're born with it. So why are people just handing them over the only way you can take that away is if people allow it to happen so i'm off my soapbox well again i love your soapbox is always tell people they always have to have somebody steering the wheel and that's why you got to be very careful from anything you hear from anybody because again it goes back to test and prove all things and you know if you go look at what fox is doing you know they always have to be steering the wheel and, and, and it's all about controlled opposition. Going into the um, the Georgia Guidestones, do we have confirmation on, on what leg went out? Because it looked like it was the leg that was um, that had the 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 English part. Do, do we know if that was the leg that went down that had the, that was English or no? I've heard that, but I haven't been able to confirm it. The other thing is, I heard that it came that it went out at three thirty three, but I also haven't confirmed that. So, uh, yeah. It was 333? Yes, I have heard that, yeah. Wow. So, um, wow. so it's interesting. I don't know if that's true. If anybody can confirm or deny that, that would be great. But uh, I personally have been on the road, and I haven't had a chance to do all the digging I would have liked to. So, um, yeah, that's where we are. But, yeah, there was this whole thing. They have the classical languages around the top, so they have – I can remember this correctly. Let's see. They have Babylonian, which is really interesting because, you know, we, we know about the, the Tower of Babel. Uh, Babel. Uh, we have um, uh, Greek, uh, Egyptian, and Sanskrit. Those are around the top. And uh, so they, they have this, I mean, it, it clearly, they're, they're trying to get the point across. I understand that it's the highest point in Georgia. Yes. And it's on, it's on this parallel. And I also, a long time ago, I saw a thing about uh, geometry and they had these pentagrams all over the planet that and these things were marking from one to the next to the next and one of them uh and, and i mean this this gets into is it really you know is it really what they've shown us i seriously doubt that the planet 
is what they're showing us because it doesn't it doesn't hold water entirely. I'm not a flat earther either, but it's not uh, a lot of this stuff. It's not making sense. I think it's something else. I have my ideas around that, but no evidence. But um, the thing is, is that this if you if you draw it on the planet as we know it to be from NASA, let's say, okay, you could draw these points and that Georgia Guidestone, if you draw a line straight from there up to the Twin Towers and then on over to this very satanic looking children's hospital in Ireland, and, and then that's one leg of this pentagram. And anyway, they go around. It's, it's fascinating. It's disturbing. These, these things are, are very specifically placed in very you know, definite locations. It's all about the numbers, the geometry, the, the geography, all of that. So this wasn't just random out there, that it's in the middle of a cow pasture. Well, so. one of the things I was so looking forward to is when we went back, um, you know, I was looking forward to going back with y'all, and I had <laughs> somebody that was going to meet me with a drone because I'd heard that there was blood on, on the top of mm-hmm. the Godstones, and I had I was bringing a drone to be able to, to verify that uh, for myself because I'm always, you know, I got to see it, I got to smell it, I got to touch it for myself. And even though I saw those videos, I didn't know if they were real or not. And then all of a sudden, it's no longer. <laughs> right. We actually bought a drone to do specifically that on Monday morning. Oh, and wow. um, we never got to film it. But uh, I know Sheila Holmes has one of the videos, and it definitely does look like blood. And I would, you know, contact her. I, I want to make a comment about that, too. Um, and we're, we're just about at the bottom of the hour here. I'll say this quickly. I did, a bit, I did quite a bit of searching today for Sheila Holmes and the guide zones and things like that. So I remember her doing a most excellent talk on this. And I found that, um, so I, 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 I don't use Google, of course, and I stopped using DuckDuckGo and I was using Brave. And I noticed this a few weeks ago that my searches were looking like Google, right? So I, I tried the same exact search on Yandex. And I want to tell people, Yandex gave me entirely different results. And it was not the censored crap I'm getting from, unfortunately, now Brave. Okay, so I just wanted to tell people, it's time to switch your search engines again if you want to get to to stuff. Because you won't even be able to find the most basic stuff on Brave anymore. So with that, I'm going to take us out. And um, so you're listening to the other side of the news. And tonight's special guest is our return guest of Christopher Key. And we will be right back after the break. At a time when our freedoms are in jeopardy, this show, The Other Side of the News, is bringing to you amazing guests with truth to tell. As many of you know, we are now expanding our show on several platforms. One of them is Rumble. To find our show, go to rumble.com forward slash Tosin. That's R-U-M-B-L-E dot com forward slash T-O-S-N. To support freedom from censorship, be sure and subscribe to our Rumble channel. And please, hit the Rumble like button to the shows you feel contribute to your well-being. That way, 
the algorithm will push us higher in the search field and give greater exposure to our amazing guests. We deeply appreciate your support and we look forward to bringing you more revealing shows with guests that bring you uncensored truth with information you can act on for your well-being, your health, and your freedoms. It is our honor to serve you and to uplift you with every guest and every show. Till next time, peace. And welcome back to the other side of the news. So we were just talking about the Georgia Guidestones and some of the background. And you, I guess we should just leave, take off where we left off there, Christopher. Okay, well, um, since we were talking about energy devices and, and, and whatnot, um, what I would like to go into is, is frequencies, okay? Um, you know, a lot of your listeners, you know, understand Nikola Tesla you know, his patents and whatnot um, with energy devices and whatnot, but your listeners may not know about Royal Raymond Rice. And, and I want to talk about that real quick because, you know, I'm all about solutions, but more importantly, I'm all about taking action. And, and my belief is, you know, you, you can't go preach God's word. You can't go help God's people if you don't take care of your temple. Okay. Very simple. You got to take care of your temple. And like I've said over and over again, I believe that, that we're being poisoned by the water, the food, the air, um, the, the, the supplements, um, and, and the poisons with all these things. And Royal Raymond Rye, for anybody that doesn't know who he was, in 1932, he was given 16 terminal cancer patients by the equivalent of the American Medical Association. And in 60 days, it said that he had, had, had cured those people. It took him another 30 days to cure the other two, 100% cure rate. And, and most people have no clue who this man was. Um, this man, I believe, was one of the most brilliant men that ever walked the face of the earth. Um, he uh, created the universal microscope, um, which at the time was the most powerful microscope on planet Earth. And what people don't realize is the atomic microscope is, is now the most powerful microscope on planet Earth. But when it magnifies a cancer cell, it kills it. And, and you look at it while it's dead. But Royal Raymond Rife was able to take that cancer cell while it was still alive. And he was able to take his frequency device, and he was able to shoot those frequencies out at it until he found the right one that it resonated to destroy it. And, and people say, this can't be real. Medical doctors tell me, Christopher, this is not real. And I always tell them very simply, guys, as a medical doctor, what is the best treatment in the world for kidney stones? And they will all tell you liptotripsy. You know, if you want to get rid of your kidney stones, you want to do liptotripsy. And I will ask them very carefully, well, what is liptotripsy? Explain that to me. And they'll say, well, you know, you, you get in this big tank of water, and then they send, and they can't finish the next sentence because what they're sending is frequency. And my whole thing to all your listeners is if they can use liptotripsy with sending frequencies through that water to disintegrate that kidney stone, could it be possible and probable that you could disintegrate that cancer tumor? Okay, my belief is yes, that, 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 that is very possible, that is very probable, and I believe Warrior Raymond Rice proved this um, in, in the early 30s, and, and my very good friend, Lynn Kinney, um, he had terminal cancer, 
And nearly 35 years ago, he bought the original estate of William Raymond Rice. He back-engineered it, and I believe that his cancer went away. And his device called the Beam Ray has been on the market now for over 30-plus years. We don't market it. We don't advertise it. You know, through the grace of God, those that are supposed to find it do find it. And my whole big thing with frequency is it was very hard for me to get my athletes because I was all about athletes because I knew if I could show these athletes, because Christopher Key is the least of these, nobody will listen to Christopher Key, but if I could get these most elite athletes in the world to speak out about this, that we would show the masses. And, and, and I was able to use um, this little chip where it was very hard for me to get these athletes to sit on this light, but I was able to take this little chip that is a hologram and I was able to embed these frequencies that I believe help with pain, um, with, with give you more energy, more focus, more balance, more flexibility, and then put that chip in their energy field and greatly, greatly reduce the pain instantaneously. And um, we, we proved this at my University of Alabama, where, where they did the randomized double-blind placebo studies. And, and when they did these studies, my, 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 my professors came back and says, Christopher, how is this doing this? This is a freaking sticker. And I'm like, guys, you have to understand the body's electric. God spoke and we were. Everything is frequency. And I tell people to help them understand this, you know, how do you get vitamin D? And they will all, everybody will say that you get it from the sun. And I'm like, well, how do you get it from the sun? Well, guys, the sun resonates the frequency of vitamin D. And when that frequency of vitamin D comes into your energy field, your body, I believe, then produces it. So what we've been able to do is take these frequencies, you know, of vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E, all that the human body needs and put it into a hologram and that I believe we put in the energy field and it helps your body create those things that it needs. And anybody out there that's listening to the show tonight, if you want to try some of these free pain chips, if you got any pain in your body, you know, I believe you can take this little chip, put it where the pain is, and instantaneously the pain will be greatly, greatly decreased. If you have yeah, a cell phone. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but the cell phone that you have right now, your router, your, your laptop, I believe, and science has proven this now, that it is resonating very, very bad frequencies. And I believe the little chip that we have that you put on the back of your cell phone, it helps you deal with those bad frequencies better. And, and this is something that we're offering to anybody today that is listening to this. If you send your name, address, and email uh, to my direct cell, 205-936-9803, we will send that out to you at no charge. And and I love it when somebody calls me up and says, Christopher, this pain chip did not work for me because then I want to go and, and I want to talk to you and find out why God made you different so I can go back to the drawing board so we can make this better. You know, this is what got me into every NFL locker room in the country, all the PGA players, um, into basically baseball and NCAA because these frequencies, I believe, are for good, and they are using frequencies for very, very bad things. And this is why, you know, for every action, we can opt to reaction. And, and your listeners need to study frequencies, you know, and they need to study the, tes um, the, the Tesla technology, uh, the Rice technology, um, Dr. Broderick's technology, Dr. Wright's technology, Dr. Hoxley's technology, Dr. Gerson's te technology. There, there's so many things out there that are being hidden, you know, from the masses because it's all about the money. Let me tell you a little secret. Your temple, I believe, does not need petroleum. It doesn't need it, guys. Your body needs real water. Your body needs real food. Your body needs real air. Your body needs real supplements and real frequencies. And, and we'll talk about my wonderful, fabulous IGF-1 and deer antler brother here in a second. But do you guys have any questions?
You know, you can just keep on going. <laughs> well, beautiful, beautiful. Well, guys, let, let, let's talk about this real quick because my icing on the cake, um, I believe, to, to so help the temple. Um, a lot of your listeners out there, and we didn't get to talk about this last time, but a lot of your listeners out there, they know about HGH, human growth hormone. If you talk to any anti-aging doctor in the country, they will tell you if you want to stay young, if you want to stay beautiful, if you want to keep your mojo, you want to do synthetic HGH. Um, but the average person like myself cannot afford it. I mean, it costs two to four thousand dollars a month, two to four thousand dollars a month. And what they don't tell you is you have to inject HGH into your subcutaneous fat. Okay, and when you inject this into your subcutaneous fat, your liver transfers it to what's called IGF-1, insulin-like growth factor. This is what does everything. This is, I believe, the fountain of youth. And um, Dr. Rick Lentini, one of the most amazing men in the world, um, he has deer farms in New Zealand. These deer farms, their antlers are the fastest-growing substance on planet Earth. These deer's antlers grow almost an inch a day. Did you hear what I said? One inch a day. And the reason why they grow so fast is because of the high concentration of IGF-1 that's on the tip of the antlers, they've been able to freeze-dry this out, put into a lipo delivery system that his scientists invented, his scientists patented, his scientists was laughed at, made fun of 20-plus years ago, but now they have proven that his patent, his lipo delivery system gets 98% absorption. Did you hear what I said? 98% absorption. This is unheard of. You know, most of your supplements around the world, if they get above 50%, it's off the charts. But Dr. Rick Lentini's um, Deer Atlin Velvet, 98% absorption. And everybody loves these randomized double-bond placebo studies, and, and that's what I love because that's what, you know, really shows me, you know, the, 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 the proof in the pudding. And they have done randomized double-bond placebo studies to prove that if you do the 100,000 nanogram IGF-1, it increases your IGF-1 levels by 20%. If you do the 200, it increases it by 40%. And if you do the 300, which is what I do, it increases your IGF-1 levels by 60%. This is off the chart. This is why this product was banned by the NFL, the PGA, Major League Baseball, the NCAA. Why? Because it works so very well, and they don't want your temple to be able to rebuild, regrow, rejuvenate. Because if you don't do those things, you don't go to the doctor. If you don't go to the doctor, you don't get sick. If you don't get sick, you don't have rehab. If you don't have rehab, you're not part of the system. And, and, and that's why it's been such a blessing for me to be able to find, you know, this amazing product to help my temple. And it, it's all about taking care of the temple. And, and when we brought this back, because uh, we talked about this, you know, my, my company was shut down. Um, eight years ago, and, and I have a court order that I can't practice in my field for, for 10 years. And when we brought this back to market um, a little over two years ago when this whole COVID thing, you know, went out there and went crazy, you know, we brought it back to make men men again because our men are a bunch of freaking pansies, you know, they're, they're, they're a freaking bunch of uh, crybabies because they, they've been filled full of all the estrogen, you know, all the BPAs and all the toxins and whatnot. And, and there's very few men that are standing up and speaking up because they have no more testosterone anymore. They have no more IGF-1. So we brought this all back about making men men again. But what we realized was that you women, you saw how the men were acting like they were in their 20s again. And you're like, I want to be like that again. I want to feel like that again. And you women, you have IGF-1 levels. You women have testosterone levels. And sadly, your levels, because of all the toxins, I believe, they're out of balance. 
and, and this is something that is both good for men and both good for women, and it is the icing on the cake, and you guys need to go check this out at vaccine-police.com, and you can go look at all the different information about why this product is the most amazing thing in the world to give your body what God intended to have as far as all the nutrients. Because, guys, what happened um, nearly 100 years ago, uh, Big Pharma and, and, and Monsanto and these guys realized that God had put everything in the soil, all the alkaloids from, from, from cancer to pain to Parkinson's to diabetes, it was all in the soil, and the soil was transferred to the plants and we either ate the plants or we ate the animals that ate the plants and it was gifted to us and our body thrived and, 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 it, and it did what it was supposed to do but then they're like we can't allow this to happen so we got to take those alkaloids out and how we do this and what they realized was through the pesticides through the herbicides through glyphosate and and they did this and that's why now you know, epidemic is around the world as far as cancer and, and all these different diseases across the country because our food, our soil is dead. It has no nutritional value whatsoever, and therefore the body have none of the nutrients it needs to repair itself. And that's another project I have going on by 2035. You know, I feel like we'll be able to put all the nutrients back into the soil. And my goal is to never have to sell another product because Thy medicine's thy food. Thy food's thy medicine. I want the food to be thy medicine. But until that happens right now, guys, this IGF-1 is off the chart and one of the best ways of doing this. And I got to tell you the story about Dr. Rick Mantini real quick. We got about 15 minutes. Um, Dr. Rick Mantini, just for you guys to understand how this product made its market, okay? Dr. Rick Mantini, his cousin had Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, okay? Um, he was sent home by Big Pharma to die. He was given three months to live. Uh, Dr. Rick Mantini, uh, a very well-educated man, you know, did not want to see his cousin die in three months. So he did what he, everybody's supposed to do, and that was test and prove all things. He started researching, researching, researching. He did not want to believe that his, his cousin was going home to die. And through the grace of God, he found a book, one of the most amazing books uh, by Dr. Duarte talking about IGF-1. He read that book. He, he reached out to Dr. Duarte in Hawaii. He, he flew Dr. Duarte in um, to America. Uh, they, they then got on a plane and went to New Zealand. They met with the New Zealand government there, and Dr. Rick Mantini was able to get that velvet, and he was able to bring it back to America. He was able, through the supervision of a medical doctor, inject this velvet into his cousin's veins, and within 30 days, his cousin was out of the fetal position. And his cousin went on to live another 15 years. And his cousin said, look, Dr. Martini, you have to bring this to all the people of America and people around the world because this is the most amazing thing ever. And please show the world. And that's when he went and, and developed with the, 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 the scientists the patent uh, of the lipo delivery system so that this could be given to anybody and everybody around the world. And guys, when we went public with this, um, uh, nearly 15, well, Rick had been doing it for 20 plus years. And then when I got all the controversy with athletics and whatnot, and everybody began to talk about deer antler velvet, um, there's a thousand companies now that, that sell deer antler velvet and they're trash. They are snake oil. They do absolutely nothing whatsoever. Dr. Rick Mantini has purchased most of those products. He's taken them back and tested them and they have no nutritional value whatsoever. We love competition. I love competition because competition makes me better. 
but it is wrong for these companies to be doing what they're doing. And that's why this has been verified. This has been tested by me personally. This is something I take every single day of my life. And I will take this to the day that I die. And I just encourage all your listeners, you know, to, to not believe what I'm telling you today, but go do the research and you can start with the vaccine-police.com or go to keystolife.shop and you can do your own research. Because again, it's all about taking care of the temple. You take care of the temple, you can go do what God intended you to do as far as go preach his word, because they know this. That's why they're poisonous with every single thing we come in contact every single day. And then they're telling these people, you know, to wash and disinfect this and to do this and do that. You know, please understand the television lies, lies, and it's going to lie two times on Sunday, guys. What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, the television, I love that. Yes. Um, Actually, I had the I had this uh, experience while I'd been out on the road. I actually watched CNN for like a half hour, maybe even 45 minutes. I was down in the hotel lobby, and uh, I couldn't believe it. There was not a single drop of truth in anything that they said. I mean, not one little modicum, not, 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 nothing. It was unbelievable. But anyway, uh, we actually have a caller on hold, and I'd like to bring him in, Keith, and see what his question is for Christopher. Hi, Christopher. Good show. Thank you, brother. I was just wondering, um, you know, we have Stonehenge in England, and it has all these lunar and solar alignments. Some happen every nine years, and the ancients were much more in tune with this stone tech than we are today. And we, I think we're seeing the same thing with the Georgia Guidestones. And I'm wondering... Do you know of anyone that has either written a book or done a video that plots all of these various alignments that, that happen with the Guidestones? I, I don't know of a book, um, but I, I remember, gosh, probably 12 years ago, you know, when I was doing uh, a bunch of research on everything, going through and finding all these parallels, you know, as far as the 33rd degrees where all these um, special things, um, monuments and whatnot were, and all these special events occurred, you know, on these ley lines. And um, I haven't been able to go back and find that, and, and, and I've Googled it now, I can't find it. So, yeah, if anybody out there knows of a book that you would thought that somebody would have written something about that, because there, there were thousands, thousands of these different events and, and, and things that were on these ley lines that all had very, very significant um, value of what is happening now. So I don't know of anything. Um, and if somebody hadn't written it, somebody, there's a good idea for somebody to go write it. Yeah, would you agree that whoever built the Guidestones is very much into the, that same stone tech, let's call it, that the people, the Neolithic people were used to build Stonehenge? Yeah, 100%. I mean, Go and look with it being the highest point um, there and whatnot, and then go into uh, the, the, all the numeric um, significance of, of everything. Um, it was very well planned out, and they knew exactly what they were doing. And, and if you go in with the, um, I think you can see the, um, the different solar systems or whatnot through the, the cuttings and whatnot. There's there's many different things that, that, that show that they knew exactly what they were doing, and it, it is one of their, their sacred satanic temples, and it's very likely that somebody was sacrificed on top of that temple, possibly. 
Well, thank you for your time, sir. No, thank you, brother. We still appreciate the phone call. Yeah, so I think, you know, the the idea that there was sacrifice there, I think uh, there there was from what I've seen, and I, I'm not sure that that was one, a singular. I believe they probably went on and on. I mean, this has been there for a long time. Um, what I find interesting is that they put these up and did all this. It was apparently, uh, my understanding is the local people had no idea uh, that this was happening, but what they really didn't understand was that the local sheriffs and I think the police and everything, they're all, they're all guarding it. Like, in other words, they're using the taxpayer money to guard the satanic temple. And uh, I think that uh, some of these people weren't too happy about that from what I'm hearing. Uh, so uh, I do know that this is an area of deep, deep uh, Mason activity, uh, very high up Masonry. And so uh I think, you know, we've got that going on, and then we have the other side where it's in the middle of the Bible Belt. Um, two, two contrasts there. Do you have any information on that with with the local people? No, I, I do not. Um, but, but what I would love to do, is, if I have time, would be to do a FOIA um, uh, request because um, I guarantee you that they have had a huge uh, amount of money uh, being deposited every month um, and, and I would love to know where that's coming from um, and, and, and track down, you know, R.C. Christian and, and, and whatever corporation this is um, that, that has been pushing that money into um, the, the, this city. Uh, that should be something very simple to find out. And, and I'm still very intrigued on, you know, what's in that time capsule. You know, um, can I go out there, you know, next week and, and, and dig it up? I mean, it, it, did they pull that up? Because my understanding is they didn't do anything to it. What do you all know about that? I don't know anything about that, and everyone's asking that same question. Yeah, so everyone wants to know what's in that time capsule, <laughs> but I don't. As far as I know, it's still underground. Oh, it is. So there is a chance that we may learn. There is a chance, yeah. No, I, I don't think there's a chance. I, I think you know that they will make sure that nobody's allowed there to, to, to dig that up in the middle of the night, so nobody else can see what's going on. Um, is, is what I'm guessing, but I don't know. Well, but if if you were to look at this prophecy that said that God was taking it down, then it would be a big reveal to let the world know it's in that time capsule. It would, you know, if we're supposed to know. Um, you know, again, my whole thing is why ATF wasn't there. You know, if, if they're saying that somebody bombed this, you would think they would be looking for Osama bin Laden or, you know, whoever, Arabs or whatnot that, that took this um, building down, <laughs> you know, but there's been no more talks about it. it. It's just went into the night. You know, the people yeah. that are talking about it is, is us. You know, I, did, did you ever see anything on mainstream news? I mean, did, did they ever report on it at all? I mean, I, I know the local station did, but did they ever make national news or no? Well, you know, it's hard for me to say on that. Maybe someone could, maybe one of our listeners could help us, but I don't listen to any mainstream period. So I wouldn't be a good person to ask, but I do. Well, you know what though? No, I did see it on CNN while I was sitting there in that lobby. So yeah, it did make national news. Good. Yeah. And um, I, I also wanted to say, you know, we don't know again, we don't know who took this out. We don't know if it was them taking it out, the what I call the baddies or was it the good guys or 
who was it? We don't know and the, at all. The other thing is, is that heavy equipment they had was just isn't sitting around on every block just waiting to be rented or something. Oh, it, was, okay. it, was, it was all there, like instantaneously. This makes me very suspicious because how could you, how could this be just kind of random? Uh, I don't think so. I just don't think so. So not, not at all. This isn't Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, there was like one gas station in this town. I mean, it, it, there was mm-hmm. nothing but woods and, and and farmhouses and whatnot. So yeah, that, that's yeah. That, that's not just sitting around. That, that was a really remember the 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 backhoe they had to to dig out the um, Ever Given. Remember that in the Suez Canal. Yeah. It was like one of those, right? It was it was yeah. a big it was a big guy, right? A real big guy, and um. It's just, oh, yeah, we just have that here. Oh, it's just amazing. A couple hours, we're all just, yeah, I don't believe that, you know, that that's that's a big pile of bovine excrement there. So, mm-mm. Oh, yeah, it all, it all calls it into question. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Excuse me. Guys, it looks like we have about three minutes left. Um, again, um, I, I so appreciate the show. I, I so appreciate you guys coming, allowing me to come back on and, and just understand that, you know, I do what I do first and foremost uh, for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but number two, for my children, because my children will never, ever be able to say, Daddy, Granddaddy, why don't you do your part? And, and to all your listeners out there, I'm going to ask you, are you doing your part? Are you standing up to this tyranny? Are you speaking up and speaking out? And if you're not, it's not too late because we need your help. We need you to get in to this battle with us. And, and, and very simply, if you don't want to be out in the front lines like I am, from your home, print these documents out. You know, fax these documents. Send them certified and registered. And if you don't have the energy to be able to do these things and whatnot, send me a text, 205-936-9803. I'll send you my pain chips. I'll send you my energy chips that you can put on the back of your cell phone. You can put on your person, you know, to help you have that energy because they are hitting you with everything they can to make you stand down and, and do nothing. And we have to speak up and speak out. And please go look at my dear Aunt LaVelvet at shop, and, and you guys will fall in love with this. And, and, and this is something that you'll see how your temple can finally feel like it did, I believe, when you were in your 20s. So, again, 205-936-9803. My website, again, is vaccine-police.com or keysalive.shop. Never forget, my name is Christopher Key. Christ is in me. He's in my name. My last name is K-E-Y. God's given us all the keys to unlock the doors that Satan never wanted unlocked. Never wanted unlocked. But we have to do it for God's people. But more importantly, we have to do it for his children. Have to do with his children, our children, our future, and we have to stand up and stand up for them now. That's absolutely, right. absolutely. And I, I, uh, being a parent, I just want to go after all those schools, especially before winter. Yeah. And by the way, that that whole thing with the mask mandate—that's absolutely true. Because you know, uh, how how many weeks has it been since uh, Alameda County put it back into place, and now LA County did it this week? Good night, all. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you.